How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I mean, it's still like 40 degrees outside. You know, it's not like it's 80 48, and sunny. my friend, 48. Oh, okay, my bad, man, my bad. I want to show us that, that 8 degrees. Mm-hmm. We are above freezing in Chicago. Oh! And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. It's Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez. I don't know if um, either of our wives would approve of that, <laughs> Nelly. All right, so what does Anthony Heron have to say about Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears? We'll talk about that. In just a second, it is Gabriel Ramirez. It is Anthony Heron. It is 670 The Score. Shout out Robbie Triano. Producing today, starting off the show the right way. Um, <clears throat> but I do want to tell you guys about Sunday. BetMGM is 670 The Score, honoring Hall of Famer Chris Chelios' career and retirement of his number seven jersey. It's happening this Sunday. And our guys, Mully and Hall, they're going to be broadcasting live at Kaiser Tiger from 12 to 3. The show is expected to feature a visit from the man of the hour, Chris Chelios, as well as other special guests. So you can come by and say hello before going to the game. So, again, that's this Sunday, 12 to 3, Kaiser Tiger, located right there at 1415 West Randolph. Nobody's going to remember that number. So, Randolph and Ogden, <laughs> right on the corner right there. Randolph and Ogden, it is there. It's beautiful, too. They have this, like, outdoor space. You ever been there, Ant? I haven't, no. They have this outdoor space that... Initially, it was just like a back patio, and they had like bocce courts. Okay. And then they would change it into other things. Then it, were, it was like a uh, curling rink at, a, at one point. Yeah. So it has a bunch of things back there. So anyway, they'll be there Sunday. BetMGM is also celebrating by offering a $7 bonus bet. Or excuse me, offering, yeah, a $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. BetMGM, the king of sports book. Again, it's Sunday, 12 to 3. Mully and Haw doing a little mm. overtime. Doing a little Gabe Ramirez. <laughs> a little overtime. A little extra work. Yeah, a little, a little whenever right. they need ya. And I like that. All right, Ant. Let's get into the nitty-gritty, man. All right. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm at Theory. I'm at a bar right there on Hubbard. I'm with a couple of my guys watching Champions League. And, you know, I'm supposed to be the friend that works at the score. Yeah. And, uh-huh. every, and then they're like, so, Gabe. They think you got the scoop. What do you? What, what does this Justin Fields thing mean? <laughs> and I look at them and I'm like, because I'm watching soccer, I'm deep. Did my, did my research all day to make a couple of bets. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what Justin, <laughs> what Justin Fields thing? I'm like, no. 
that's the thing, yeah. man, because everybody's got social. Everybody's out here. They got the notifications. They get the little bling bling from some website somewhere or some podcasters in their timeline. Oh, I just saw this. I just heard that. And then they expect that if you work in this industry, that automatically it's like the Matrix, where you got some little like jack plugged into the back of your head, where that information yeah. just immediately like we goes got the, into your brain. Like we got the text messages before everybody else. Uh, you know, exactly. hey, 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 uh, Gabe and Ant, we're about to send out this tweet that Justin Fields unfollowed <laughs> uh-huh. everybody. Right. Yeah, no, not privy right. to that information. So I found that yeah. I so I go like any respected journalist would do, and I went to the restroom so I can get myself a couple minutes. <laughs> Got to, you know, kind of yeah. get get your mind wrapped exactly. around everything. Wash my hands afterwards. Come on out, and I look him dead in the face and I say, "Yep." <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah, Justin Fields did it. <laughs> and I said, "Well, see, here's the difference between like." You and I, Ant, maybe, and then maybe a majority, I wouldn't say everyone, but a majority mm-hmm. of people, is that we will actually go in and read the stories because now we want to do uh, research. Now we want to know what's going on. So yeah. they're having this discussion. They're like, but why would it be Atlanta? Why are, why why is Atlanta stats going up? And I was like, well, did you read the rest of the article that he, he ended up following, you know, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and B. John mm-hmm. Robinson? What? And I'm like, you're <laughs> the one that told me about the story, bro. But I'm curious, Ant, like, I mean, just, you know, initial thoughts when you saw it. What do you think? I mean, because of the, the era that we're in right now where messages can and are often delivered by players via social media, then I wouldn't necessarily say there's overreaction to any of it uh, as, as far as, you know, him un- unfollowing the Bears. That is significant. Now, he's not the one with the power in this circumstance. So it is different than – you know, if a player who is in the midst of a contract negotiation with a team unfollows their employer, then that, that's a little bit of a different scenario. Or a player who may be prepared to hold out going into training camp unfollows their current employer. Then that's, you know, a, a salvo. That is a message being delivered. Now, this may be a message being delivered by Justin Fields, but what exactly is that message? Is he intending perhaps to say that, you know what, I'm upset that the Bears are no longer invested in me, so you know what, I'm not invested in the Bears on social media anymore either. Or is it just more so like, you know what, I have either been informed or I'm just reading some tea leaves out here that the future is not me at quarterback in this town, so we'll just call it a conscious uncoupling. You know what, I'm I'm not upset about it, but that doesn't, you know, now that I'm confident I'm no longer going to be the Bears quarterback, there's no need for me to follow you on social media. I'm just going to kind of wash my hands of the situation and wait to see what the future holds. So it could be an aggressive posture that Justin Fields is taking, or it might just be just sort of this, you know, just kind of washing his hands up, you know, like, like the dealer at the blackjack table. And they're just kind of trading out dealers and they kind of clap their hands top to bottom and then wave them at you as they walk away, almost right. like a magician who's kind of throwing some dust at you and just kind of backing away from things. Maybe that's all Justin Fields is doing right here. He's just backing away from the table, knowing another dealer's on the way in. And what if you found out I unfollowed you? You I'd would feel a certain you feel a certain type of way. I know you yeah. would, and I would yeah. too. If I found out, especially if I found out, like I didn't, <laughs> we didn't have a discussion, and I was like, "Damn, uh-huh. I know you did." I mean, what, what's that about? And especially in twenty twenty four, right? That's what I really want to. Like, I don't want to. Like, I get it. Yes, people make you know people make statements, and it's a, no, it's twenty twenty four. Justin Fields is twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. It is he clearly understands. The magnitude of an unfollowing, right? right. <clears throat> and I'll be, and I'm going to be very fair though. I've made a bunch of rash, emotional decisions, 
without thinking about consequence when I when I was 24. Yeah. And and I can imagine that it'd be the same for Justin Fields. We're in a moment, a heated moment, an IDGAF moment. He grabs hmm. his phone and he's like, "Man, whatever, bro. I'm yeah. out. Like whatever. I don't care." Cuz that's that's the that's the that's the time we live in, and we live in a time where if you fight with your girl, you you start putting out memes on your on your Insta story or on your Facebook story talking about, you know, if people would just communicate, then relation, you know, love would be a better place. Like those kind of things, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, I bet you're talking about your girl. Yes, yeah, yes, he is. Right. And then your girl asks you, and you're like, nah, babe, I ain't talking about you. I just like that. But this is what I'm trying to say. It's dirty because you know. And Justin Fields knows what he's doing when he does something like that. And it, I got to be honest, Ant, I'm surprised. Surprised that he would unfollow the Bears. On, you know, I'm he's he's, he's cool I, as a cucumber. Yeah, sure. I'm probably and there was I, a, I probably agree with that. Yeah, I suppose I'm a little bit surprised. I guess that at, at this point in the process, you know, now who knows what's been communicated to him at this point, and everything else. But at least there's no reporting up to this point saying that the Bears have definitively decided on moving on from Justin Fields or they know for sure who they're taking at number one or they've definitively got a trade in place or whatever. So I think it would be a little bit different if there was reporting saying that that it's known for sure. Now, you know, most of us have been under the impression that's likely the direction the Bears will go here, but there's no reporting saying so far that the Bears have definitively either informed Justin Fields of anything or that they've even decided internally what they're going to do with that number one pick. So I think it would be less surprising if we, you know, we who aren't involved in the internal conversations of the Bears, of Justin Fields, of those parties talking to each other. But if we did have some sort of reported knowledge of that, then it'd be less surprising. Like, all right, you know what? We know. We've heard it reported. Some reliable source has told us that the Bears know they're moving on from Justin Fields or that they've informed Justin Fields that they're moving on. Then it's time to unfollow and there's no hard feelings about that, and you understand it. So I would agree. It is a little bit surprising that he would do it at this stage here, late February. We haven't even had the combine yet. Free there's agency. No think, yeah, there's no reason to think the Bears have met with Caleb Williams in, in person yet or anything like that. There's still some evaluation to play out here for them to sort of definitively know what they're going to do with that top pick. So I would agree it is a little bit surprising. If two people were dating in my high school – and I noticed that they unfollowed each other. I wouldn't need hard-hitting reporting hmm. to tell me whether or not the two had broken up. Mm-hmm. I would simply need to go. Like, that's why it's a thing, Ant. That's <laughs> why this is a thing. That's why people go look and see if, like, you know, two entities are following each other or if one stops following the other. This is why, mm-hmm. because this is currency in 2024. I am, I am trying to put more weight on this than is out there. Or right. if, like, he removes photos from his page right. of, like, him with the bears. <laughs> right. And, and, like, there is there is weight to this. Like, we are all trying to be like, what is going to happen with Caleb Williams? I know. Justin Fields just unfollowed the bears. Breaking news. I know what's going to happen. I know that where Justin Fields is not playing next year. Breaking <laughs> now, news. Wait, hold now, on. Wait, these, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. On six seventy, the score is presented by BetQL. <laughs> Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL. I'm just saying, like, like, and uh, I guess I'm just trying to say, in young people's minds, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. This is this isn't something that 
needs to be reported or anything like that. In young people's minds, you see this, it's a rap and Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that is what a lot of reaction has been so far. A lot of reaction will continue to be. And it may be true because, again, this is the direction many of us have kind of thought since the regular season ended that things, not the social media aspect of it, but the thought has been that the Bears are likely to move on from Justin Fields, having the number one pick in the draft for the second consecutive season. But that being said, Justin Fields unfollowing them on social media that to me doesn't indicate the Bears have informed him of anything yet. Because again, th- there is still a process to play out over the offseason here. Because I, I, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. We were on, filling in on the afternoon show. The due diligence that's necessary for the Bears is, is a big deal here. We, we saw where the, the lack of due diligence on the quarterback position and on the draft evaluations, how the Bears ended up making the wrong choice when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky in 2017. There were other quarterbacks, multiple quarterbacks available in that draft cycle who ended up being much better, far better than Mitchell Trubisky, and they had the shot to get all of them with the number three pick, let alone trading up to two to get that guy. And then afterwards, we learned that the process of evaluating the quarterbacks seemed incomplete. So part of what we're all hopeful about is that this regime, the Ryan Poles regime, the the Kevin Warren regime with his oversight of it and you know, whatever level of influence he has on how that process and procedure plays out, you would hope that all the due diligence will be done here. So we don't, like we asked Charles Davis about yesterday, we're on the afternoon show. We're not even 100% certain that Caleb Williams will or won't throw in Indianapolis. Now, they've watched all of his film at this point, have the Chicago Bears. They're, they're pretty confident what they think of him as an athlete and how they evaluate his performance, but there are still steps in here. There there are steps to this process that have yet to play out. So I think the Bears, I'm sure they have a lean which direction they're going to go, but my impression is that they will still continue some due diligence before they really put it in ink and, and put that approved stamp on everything they're about to do here. So I don't take Justin Fields unfollowing them on Twitter as being some definitive sign that he's been informed of anything yet by the Bears, but I've been wrong before. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score, and the text line, you know, it's they're agreeing with you, which is blowing my mind. <laughs> it says, it says maybe he, one, one person says, maybe he's sick of alerts. <laughs> just tired of his phone blowing up. Sick of alerts. Now uh, I've been there, Justin. I've right, been there. Been there. Now, I turn my notifications off when that's the case. Smart. So, you, know. you don't just unfollow. Uh, somebody else from the eight four seven says, "What if he's trolling everyone?" Which I highly mm. doubt that's not the case. Seven seven three says, "Fields and following is an elaborate ruse. Bears mm-hmm. are keeping him and trading the pick." Like, do you understand that when you say things like that, like Justin Fields and follows the Bears? And check this out, guys. It's all an elaborate ruse. Bears are keeping the <laughs> Like, it just sounds silly when you yeah. say it. Then from this, one more. One more. This is the great. A great one. Uh, last four, uh, oh, four. Well, I guess I shouldn't say all that. But what if Polds told Fields to unfollow the Bears to drive up the price on the number one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, We guys, got some conspiracy theorists out here, man. It's, 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 it's good. It's good. <laughs> It's, it's, really, it's really good. You guys, I want you guys to download Instagram. I want you to go talk to your here. Better question for anyone that has teenage kids and they can't understand if this is real or not. Go ask them whether or not Justin Fields is going to be playing for the Bears after unfollowing the Bears. Because the reality is, if the Bears would have unfollowed Justin Fields, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's using that logic, like, isn't, I mean, to me, that would just go to show, like, yeah, that's done. And I think it would be the same. I think they have Do equal we strength. know? Are we sure the Bears haven't unfollowed him? Yeah, because that would have been news. Somebody would have, somebody else got way more They'll time than I do. Right so, you know how I told you my friend was the one that told me? Someone uh-huh. that would have been doing something else while I would have been with my friends would have finally tweeted it out and I would have seen it there. Yeah, that, uh that, that would have been the case. I'm going to scroll. I'm seeing like Raymond Harris. I'm seeing who a Jim McMahon, Montez Sweat, Jaquan Briscoe. I'm, I'm scrolling through. Who, who are the Bears following right ah, now? I'm on Twitter. See. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now just to see. I got to confirm. Rasheem Green. Yeah. I'm going to just keep scrolling. We, we keep talking. Uh, DJ Moore. I think this, um, and I think, the, I think this contributes to the embarrassment, I guess, mm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. That has been taking place over the last couple of years with the organization, no uh-huh. and I I look at it really as a moment where the assumption is everything is going to happen how it should, yeah. And then more often than not, with this organization and what's been happening, there are certain things that are just embarrassing that kind of make you just ah put your hands on your head and be like no. Like, why can't Justin just get traded and it just be a not be a thing? Why does it have to be an unfollowing attached to it? You know, why does it have to be something that makes it look like we are not doing things correctly? By we, I mean, of course, just the Chicago Bears. And the Oregon I mean, do you think it's is this that big a deal, though? I mean, I know it's it's a it's a news story and it's reaction worthy. But in the end, what is it? What does it really mean? And maybe may there's some bigger meaning that we don't know about if something happened behind the scenes or some controversy that we're not aware of. But just like sitting here in the moment, does it really mean that much that he unfollowed him on Twitter? It does create an additional story in the news cycle. Part of that, though, also is because we're on the NBA All-Star break and baseball is early in spring training and there's not a lot else that's going on right now. So this, this is the most significant thing kind of worthy of reacting to in the moment. But in the end, what does it really mean? Or what does it really impact that Justin Fields has unfollowed the Bears on social media? I think first and foremost, I think most people are just looking for answers, right, Ant? Yeah. Like, I think we're all here speculating on everything. Are they going to keep Justin? Are they going to go with Caleb? Who do you like? Why don't they want Justin? Did he have enough? All these things. And then all of a sudden, you get something that slaps you in in your face. And then a lot of people are texting in, like, oh, we didn't know if you followed him in the first place. Okay, fine. That's a terrible <laughs> counter argument. I get what you're saying. You don't know that. But for three years, I mean, I, and I want to, I mean, I, I'm sure if I just threw a dart on five Chicago Bears players, uh-huh. those five people follow the Bears. That they are likely following the if, team on social. Yeah. That pays the them millions of dollars. Yes. Uh-huh. I would right. like to think, especially if you're the star quarterback, I would like to think that you follow that team. That would make sense to me. Like, mm. Robbie, do me a favor. Can you look up if, if DJ Moore follows the Bears? Guy who just got there, we'll take that. And then right. someone that's been there a long time, who would be the longest tenure? I know they got rid of Eddie Jackson and Cody White here. Let's say someone that's been there on, on there a couple of years. I like Cole Komet is becoming oh, one of the more tenured members know, of the squad. You already know Cole Komet. Uh-huh. Good old boy is out there following. <laughs> DJ Moore is, in fact, following the of Bears. Of course he is with these foolish text messages. We don't know if he followed them in the first place. Guys, come on. Come on. What are we doing? Stop. Stop this. Justin Fields unfollows the Bears. He's pissed. That's why you unfollow people. You unfollow them because you're upset. You unfollow mm-hmm. them because you're hurt emotionally. You follow them because you're bummed. Jalen Johnson also follows the Bears. Come and on. He's, he has to find out a contract thing soon. Come mm-hmm. stop it. Just Justin. Four people texting in. 
Parkins and Spiegel had a big segment today that they don't know. I don't care. Oh, bro. like saying they don't know if he did follow him before? Yeah. I Check it out. I got logic. I got just, just, just <laughs> logic. It was in my brain. I know that if I was the Bears, if I was Mr. McCaskey, and I had Justin Fields on my team and he didn't follow me, I'd be pissed. Yeah, the star quarterback not I'd be following pissed. the team. Yeah. Is George on Twitter, by the way? We'll look that up real quick. Virginia's yeah. account is out there. And he, no, I don't know if she has an account. <laughs> but I guarantee you he's following them. Silly. Uh-huh. They tag you. The social media. Listen, listen. I work with the Chicago Fire, right? I just did their luncheon, luncheon today. Social media teams at these organizations, it's not just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're people mm-hmm. that, that run the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They have asks. They go up to these individuals. They tag them in posts. They do all this stuff. There's no way you're not going to follow the team. You're getting mm-hmm. tagged a million times. It's impossible. <laughs> I can't believe we're even having that discussion. But well, discussion we should be having and putting more serious design. Justin Fields doesn't fi- like. Are you kidding me? What's the what does it mean? It means he's out the door, and it means we have to start swallowing the Caleb Williams pill. That's the one that I'm talking about. Where even me, someone who wanted wants Drake May, it's like ah, okay. Damn, Justin Fields and follow the Bears. I guess, uh, I guess I got to get a Caleb Williams jersey just like Danny But again, Parkins, it's, bro. it's not his decision, though. Like, what if the Bears wake up a week from now and say, we want Justin to be our quarterback? Okay, get your well, little phone he, out, Anthony Harry. He unfollowed us on Twitter, and, though, so we can't Justin do Fields, that now. Take your, like, it's not take, up to him. That's what I'm saying. Justin Fields, take your phone out and follow me right in front of me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what people do. And this is real. People actually do that. They make people do that. Unfollow them right now in front of me. People do that. Follow me now. He is he is going to have to follow them back. If if they end up determining they're keeping him, then he's gonna have to follow him again. If he followed them in the yeah, first place. The, I think it's a safe assumption time. he was previously following them on social media. Now uh, that he's not, if they decide to keep him, he's gonna have to follow him again. Because that's how these things go. Just like whatever it is. If two months from now or three months from now, or we get close to training camp, however long this thing plays out, because to Robbie's point, there is gonna be some um you know, some franchise tag implications that'll come up over the next couple of weeks are related to Jalen Johnson. But we saw this play out with Roquan Smith a couple of seasons ago. If we get to the point where one of these thresholds, one of these deadlines is coming up here and we see Jalen Johnson. Now that to me will be extremely significant because we know the Bears want to invest in Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson has repeatedly said he wants to be a Chicago Bear. He has performed at a level that shows he's one of the top corners in football. If that comes to a head and if he unfollows the Bears, and if the Bears are in a position where they got decisions to make and they got a guy who's not showing up, those types of things, that's going to be a little bit different because he is at a point in his career where when they get to a crossroads with Jalen Johnson, he's got leverage. Just feels doesn't have any real leverage with the Bears right now. I mean, I suppose he could ask for a trade or something like that, demand his way out of town, but he hadn't played at a level where he's really going to be able to have that kind of sway. He may want to be out here, but he doesn't have the leverage to kind of force his hand and force his way out if it really came to that. So even if him unfollowing the Bears indicates that he doesn't want to be here anymore, it's still not up to him. They control his rights for right now. So I'm, I'm still in wait-and-see mode on how this plays out. All right, and that we will do. And they will be talking about it at length tomorrow. By they, I mean Parkinson Spiegel <laughs> as they host a QB1 town hall from 2 to 6 p.m. in front of a live studio audience at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. They'll also be joined by football experts to weigh in on the QB1 debate that everyone's talking about. That's the QB1 Town Hall. 
with Parkins and Spiegel this Wednesday from 2 to 6. Listen live right here on 670 The Score or the Odyssey app. You can watch live I on mean, Twitch and YouTube. I God, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, man. I, my stuff doesn't update that quickly, but I'm, I'm looking at maybe it's different on IG. I'm, I'm looking at who Justin Fields is following on Twitter right now. I see the Bears listed. Maybe my computer hasn't refreshed. But amongst who Justin Fields is following on his Twitter account, I see the Bears listed there. I think it was on Instagram. Okay, so it, it, was, it was just on IG. IG. So if he was making this kind of forceful sort of you know decision to do this, then it's an oversight on Justin's part. So Justin, if you're listening, if you're really trying to send this message of aggression towards the Bears, unfollow him on Twitter too. Matter of fact, do it by the end of the show so we will have some breaking news. Yeah. Gabe read the breaking news uh, alert a little bit earlier in the show. So if we do find out during the show here that Justin Fields has also unfollowed the Bears on Twitter or X and all this other stuff, then all right, we'll bring that to you before we get off this, off the air tonight too. All right, so uh, we know that the Bears are picking Caleb Williams in the April draft. So Brett, William, Brett Lewis <laughs> is going to be talking to us about our brand-new member of the Chicago Bears, <laughs> host for the NFL Network and Sirius XM. Brett Lewis joins the show next. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Williams in the shotgun. He's got receivers left and right. Sends McCree, the tight end, in motion to the left. Williams takes the snap, running left, and walks into the end zone. Touchdown, USC. We're back live with more of Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. The young man that will be throwing passes for the Chicago Bears next season, as we found out in the last segment. It's Gabe Ramirez. An NFL vet, Anthony Heron, here on 670 to score. I can actually, Gabe, just to uh, to put a button on our previous conversation here before we, we get to my guy, Rhett Lewis. I, I can confirm that Justin Fields did, he did formerly follow the Bears on Instagram. So that is that is official. I can confirm that after some, some quick digging here. He has officially unfollowed the Bears. He previously followed. He has now unfollowed on Insta. He still does, though. I can confirm he still does follow them on X, or whatever that's worth. I'll, I'll tell you why, Ant, <laughs> and I'll do this quickly before we get to Rhett. 
Okay. As a as a millennial, somebody <laughs> just gave me crap on Saturday because I didn't follow them on Twitter, and they're like, "Dude, you don't follow me on Twitter," and I was like, "Twitter." <laughs> And I was like, do I follow you on Instagram? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, there you go. I got 33,000 followers on Instagram. I got uh, nine on Twitter. I think the younger uh, generation, we just rock with Instagram a little bit more. Right. But the sports world, Man, sports world for sure. 65 years old. Yeah, I know. So don't, don't try to act like 53 you're a millennial. In, 53 in. All right. Uh, a much younger man than both of us. And, uh, and I can't Handsome as they come. Of course. I mean, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> and he joins us right now in the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline, Rhett Lewis, host for NFL Network and Sirius XM. Guys, don't forget to download that Circa Sports app today. Rhett, welcome to the show. Hey, Gabe, big Ant. Appreciate you guys, man. Um, Anthony, I will let you know um, I did just follow you on Instagram. See? Uh, okay. Gabe, you've got some work to do. Uh, <laughs> our, I think one of our first first times together, but I think things are pointing up for you. Yeah. Right. You'll get the you'll get the full treatment, buddy. You're gonna get Twitter, Instagram. Might go find Thank your you, Facebook buddy. if if you have a fan page. If you know, I just know. need be. None of that. Okay. <laughs> Rat, a lot of people are going to be starting fan pages for Caleb Williams if the Bears end up oh, pulling yeah. the trigger on a guy like that. But there's so many people that are down on them here. I mean, lift up their spirits, Rhett. All right. So I think what's happening here, guys, is Caleb Williams, since he followed Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC – and, you know, with the world on fire, those last uh, whatever games it was at OU, like, I, I think what's happened is there has been this immediate anticipation of when he arrives in the National Football League. And for at least the last 18 months, if not longer, Caleb Williams has been thought of as the top quarterback in this coming draft class. And as such, what I believe we're feeling right now is a little bit of fatigue. We are feeling the wire-to-wire number-one-guy fatigue, and it happens. It happens in every draft class when you have a prospect or player that we've been talking about as, oh, this guy, this is number one overall pick. Whenever he comes out, this is number one overall pick. And that's that's what's happening with Caleb Williams. Like, I think we look at this last year, and all of a sudden, all the things we loved about Caleb Williams, which were the, you know, improvisational plays, uh, the off-platform stuff, the creative stuff, you know, in and outside the pocket – um, and you're like, whoa, you know, all the wow stuff. I think now it's like, well, wait, wait, you know, it didn't work. Every, you know, it didn't work. USC didn't win a national title. It didn't, you know, all that stuff didn't work. So now he's doing all that. But now he, he must not be able to function in a normal NFL offense because he does all this other stuff at an insanely, um, you know, high level. I don't think that's it. I think it's great to have all those unique tools and, and pieces of the skill set that he does when he's off schedule, but I don't think that means that he cannot be a functional quarterback within the confines of a productive NFL offensive system. Um, I, I just think that he had some latitude and some flexibility and the great talent to go ahead and showcase, showcase some other things on the collegiate level. And, and so like, I don't know, I'm not about what uh, I, I'm more about what this guy can do. And I think what he can do is rescue a franchise that has been mired in quarterback mediocrity for decades. And, you know, you, you've gotten to observe, cover, be there at the NFL Combine and talking to these different prospects and doing passes mm-hmm. to the draft with, with DJ and Bucky and everybody else. You, you get an up-close and personal vantage point. And with Caleb yeah. Williams, once that time comes, and Combine's coming up next week, 
where he is more consistently in front of cameras, in front of teams, in front of the media. This, in, in my opinion, will be the first time in quite a while here where we do see the opportunity for Caleb to put some of the off the field perception of him perhaps to rest because the, and I've talked to Gabe about this a decent bit on the air and off, you know, the stuff about wanting an equity stake in an NFL team. We never heard that from Caleb, the stuff about maybe he should or will sit out the remainder of the season after they lost a game. We never heard that from Caleb. You know, a lot of those other things that people are associating directly with him that have kind of dinged his off the field brand a bit and his perception a bit, never heard that from Caleb himself. So what are you looking forward to once we are you know, seeing in Indianapolis and whether he throws or not, but he'll be able to talk to teams and perhaps talk to you guys in the media as well. What are you looking forward to hearing from him? Passion for football, a love for football, um, a, you know, just a, an absolute obsession with wanting to be the best quarterback in football. Like that's, that's all I think anybody wants to hear. And I'm not saying that like he hasn't show, showed us some of that stuff. I mean, I, I don't know a lot right. of people gave him a lot of, um, you know, a lot of negativity surrounding the, the scene, you know, following the loss where he went up and, you know, was emotional with his mom. Like, well, it feels like a guy is pretty damn invested in his right. team's outcome to me. I mean, you can look at that a lot of different ways, but that's, that's one thing, one way to look at it. And, and that's one way that, that I would consider viewing it. Um, I, I just think that with all that has been talked about with him in his in USC's pursuit of him in the transfer and all the money and the NIL deals and all that's been rumored and shots of him in a penthouse condo overlooking a beach, like, mm-hmm. I, like th- when it comes down to it, it's going to be a matter of whether Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and the entire Bears decision-making construct can sit down and be like, okay. Um, you know, tell us why you love football. And if that is a, as, as clear and coherent uh, of an answer as some of the skills that are as clear and obvious as he shows on the field, it's a slam dunk. It's a no-brainer. You don't get this opportunity to reset the quarterback market within your franchise, reset the contract, and go build with much better pieces than you had when you last drafted a quarterback in the first round three years ago. Like you just don't, you won't have this opportunity again, you hope, I guess. Um, and so to, to me, it makes all the sense in the world. I think Caleb is a, is a really interesting and intriguing, you know, young man, like listening to him talk. I think he's very well. Um, I, I think he, um, you know, he, he describes situations very well. I think he, he is very um, articulate the way he talks about the game. Like I, I just want to hear more about why he loves it. We're talking to Rhett Lewis, host for the NFL Network and Sirius XM here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez along with Anthony Heron. You know, I myself, Rhett, am a fan of Drake May, have for a couple of years now. But I'm curious, when you're watching the two of them, what is the biggest differentiator between, you know, these two quarterbacks that some think, you know, are the, 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 cre- the cream yeah. of the crop here? Yeah, and, and you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Jaden Daniels too much further down that list. Like, I think he's right up there with these guys. I, I mean, I, I think that in, in some order, you, you'll likely see quarterbacks go one, two, three um, with the, the Bears, the Commanders at two, and then the Patriots at three. Like, all three of those teams need to find a long-term fix. Um, and so, 
I mean, you could actually make the argument the Bears are the best suited, right, uh, at the quarterback spot currently, but that's besides the point. Um, so I think with Drake, you know, what you're looking at is an NFL prototype. Like, that is that is a huge attraction there. It comes from a family of athletes, like, is an absolute stone-cold competitor, um, you know, has been his whole life. I think he, he's getting trained really well right now with one of the best in the business um, and a guy that I know very well, David Morris from QB Country down in Mobile, Alabama. Um, he is, uh, he's a guy that is very aware of the expectations surrounding him. Got a chance to spend some time around him and talk to him personally this last summer at the Manning Passing Academy. Um, I, like, I just, I feel like there's a lot that you're going to like here. He fits the mold of a franchise quarterback very well. Um, but, you know, I, I think you could say the same, you know, for a guy like Jaden Daniels as well. And I think that's where the real debate's going to, going to start firing up. It's Drake versus Jaden. Who's in there at two. I think, with Jaden, you've got that electric mobility uh, and a really good passer. I think with, with Drake, what you have is you see a guy that can take hits and get up and be fine. You see durability. I think, you know, the production this year was down, but I think you go back and look at his 22 tape and you're like, damn, like this dude can spin it. And and I don't think that, that went away from him this year. I just think there were some extenuating circumstances with how UNC had to operate this year. So um, I really like Drake May a whole bunch. Uh, he would be my choice at number two at this point. Rhett Lewis of the NFL Network of SiriusXM and also one of the voices of Indiana Hoosiers football, his hey. alma mater. He is our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You can follow him on social at NFL. I just did so on Insta. Breaking news. Same. I'm now. Same. <laughs> you got two more followers today. On Instagram. And everything that you're looking for between now and the NFL draft, Rhett will be your most trusted resource for all these things. And since I mentioned the Hoosiers a moment ago and we're talking quarterbacks, yeah. a guy who you watched play very closely throughout his career at IU, finished his last couple of seasons yeah. at UW, Michael Penix Jr., really talented left-handed yeah. quarterback, nearly led his team to a national title out there in Seattle. Wasn't quite able to get it done against Michigan, but he's one of these guys who had who was plagued by injuries early in his career. And it's interesting because maybe the the tangible, not necessarily just the arm strength, but some of the injury concerns, you know, and some of the other things that are, you know, maybe concerning with Michael Penix Jr., a lot of that is more so the evaluation of his health and some of the on-the-field aspects, but off the field, everyone knows what a leader he is, how well he thinks yeah. the game. What do you think about the the draft prospects of a guy like Michael Penix Jr.? Well, I think he's got the best arm talent in this draft class, mm-hmm. and I, I feel pretty confident about that. I mean, you watching him execute and operate and surgically pick apart the Longhorn defense in that national championship semifinal was incredible. Um, some of those throws, I mean, I, I, sometimes I think I'd like to see just a, a little more touch. I think a lot of times the ball just explodes out of his hand um, so powerfully and with such a whip with that left-handed motion that I, I think it takes a little bit, a little bit more tact for him and a little bit more intention for that ball to, to kind of, you know, drop in the bucket per se, maybe, you know, uh, and I think that off speed pitch will, will be one that he'll need in the league, but I think his arm is special. And I think if we get too caught up in the stuff and the negativity, you're going to find yourself, you know, like the Carolina Panthers this last year, um, you know, and I don't know what they ultimate, why they ultimately chose Bryce Young over CJ Stroud, but you know, 
as a lot of teams up there that probably, you know, were, were a little bit worried at times, you know, if they were thinking about CJ Stroud, the S2 stuff comes out. Some of the, some people try to poke at the character a little bit down the stretch. Like let's not get too overly concerned with some of the perceived negativity surrounding a player. And let's look at what he can do because what Michael Penix can do is absolutely rip apart uh, a defense in a secondary. And um, I, I know the national title game was not the best final impression to leave, especially as he got banged up in that game more so than he had his entire career at Washington. Um, but I still think there is enough there. I, I think you're looking at a, you know, a 20 to 32, you know, selection in the first round or an early second rounder at this point with Penix based off, you know, some of the conversations that I've had with guys, you know, with teams about, you know, injury concerns there. But I mean, that arm talent, you just can't, he's just, he, he is, he's electric. And so I, I don't think you can, you can overlook that. So I, I, I would have no problem drafting him in the back half of the first round. Yeah. If you were watching, you know, Caleb Williams over the last couple of years in the PAC 12 and you, you had to have gotten a glimpse of Michael Penix and what he was doing over there. Oh, yeah. Had to have. And, and, and the guy, guy he was throwing it to, you know, Roma Dunze, you know, we know oh, that he fits yeah. into that top three category of, of wide receivers. I really like Malik Neighbors uh, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. But talk to me, Red, about the, that second group. Like, who do you think is the best of the, the, the that next group? Because I think a lot of people are going to be taking wide receivers, you know, late in that second first round, early in that yeah. second round. They're going to be flying off the board. But in your opinion, who do you think is someone that, right. that really stands out? Is it like a guy like Troy Franklin? That's who I like the most. Mm, yeah, I, Troy is explosive, man. I mean, that's a big play threat, you know, all the time. So I, I certainly see that there. Um, I would say, you know, Brian Thomas is a name just outside the top three. Uh, Malik Neighbors' teammate at LSU. I think he's only going to continue to go up, up, up. I think he's going to test really well. I think he's young in his football life. Uh, really only started playing in his second year of high school. Um I think there's still a lot of growth to be had there for he and neighbors to a certain extent, but uh, more so with Thomas. And like, I'm telling you that dude is a contested catch monster. Like you go watch the Ole Miss game this year. He caught three touchdowns. Every one of them had a defender draped all over him and came down with the ball every time two slot fades. And uh, God might've been three actually I'm trying to think about what that with the third one ended up being, but he is, um, he's got great hands. He's got, he's a great competitor at the catch point. I really like Brian Thomas. I think the next guy for me, you're talking about like a lad McConkey from Georgia, um, who is, you know, a technician at the wide receiver spot. And, but I do think that there is a, a narrative around guys that are perceived as craftsmen um, that they're not athletic or not athletic enough. And I think the case of McConkey, like I think he is a really good athlete and I think he's a really refined receiver. I really like what he does and what he's done at Georgia. Um, so I think he's got a bright future ahead. Roman Wilson from Michigan is another one that has a real suddenness at his break point to generate separation. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm really excited about Malachi Corley too, right? Uh, the Yak King. Um, he is, uh, he had a tremendous career at Western Kentucky in that air raid offense there with Austin Reed throwing him the ball. Uh, I think he's a guy on day two in the second round. That's going to make a team very happy. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to between now and the draft. You got an in-person look at them at the East-West Shrine Bowl. When you call that mm-hmm. one, you'll see them all in Indy as well. Can't wait to see you again, man. I know it's the witching hour yeah. in the Lewis household. Go take care <laughs> of those kiddos, right. man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, y'all. Of course, Rhett Lewis, man. And we all know that well. And we know what that is, man. You got some kids uh-huh. back there. 
648. Yeah. Mom's not playing no games. It's family right. time. What are you doing so on the he, phone over there? And, and Rhett's in L.A., and so he, he puts his kids to bed super early. So I feel like a bad dad whenever I talk to him because his kids are like they've had dinner and they're in bed by like six o'clock. You know, my, my son's up like in the wee hours of the evening sometimes. Oh, man. Like, man, am I doing this wrong? Sounds about right. Uh, he is Anthony Heron. I am Gabe Ramirez. On the other side, we will let you know of the newest addition to the Chicago Bears, a first for the organization. Who has been added? We'll let you know after the break. It's Gabe. It's Ant. It's six seventy. The score. We're back live with more of Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Hanging out till 9 o'clock right here. Live and local, Gabe Ramirez, NFL vet, Anthony Heron. And Bears, big news, got a new addition today. Jennifer King is coming on the staff as an assistant coach for the Chicago Bears. Initial thoughts, I mean, I think that's cool. First time the Bears have hired a female as uh, an assistant. Yeah, extremely cool. I mean, the the outreach that the NFL has been attempting here lately, you're kind of seeing it progress where a variety of teams around the league have had females on staff. You know, some of it for going back for years now have been, you know, in more executive roles and, you know, player personnel types of roles, evaluating talent. But now you're seeing more and more females on staff actually coaching positions, working with players. And, you know, of course, there's – different leagues where women play football, and that's been the case for a while here, but actually getting them entrenched in the professional football world because in the end, there's a lot of assumptions that take place about the coaches who coach the sport, the announcers who call the games and cover the sport, and you know, most times when somebody just sees some dude out there covering football, talking about football, coaching football, the assumption is, oh, all these people played the game at a high level, coached the game at a high level, know it like the back of their hand. You can generate knowledge and understanding and and understand and really break down the game, coach and teach the game at a high level without necessarily having had played it at a really high level. And there's guys who do it on a daily basis. And so anyone who sees a a woman, whether it is someone covering the sport as a play-by-play, as an analyst, as a reporter, or coaching the game and, you know, having this assumption that, well, what can she possibly know about football? Well, one thing. She might have played football at a much higher level than you did, or even beyond that, you can still generate a deep understanding of the sport. If you're passionate about it and you're invested in it, there are so many folks who, who really understand football at an extremely high level, having never put their hand in the dirt. Or again, plenty of women who actually did play the sport in various leagues who get passionate about it from that. And so I'm glad that, that these opportunities are continuing to be there and you see the NFL you know, kind of spreading its wings and making sure that you know, there's there's competition even for these positions where, where females are getting involved in, in coaching in the National Football League. And they are competing not only with men for these roles, but with other females as there's more and more um, depth of folks applying for the positions to try to get into the league. Yeah, and it's well-deserved. Jennifer King, the new assistant running backs coach for the Chicago Bears, ought to be interesting to see. You know, the kind of uh, what she can bring to the team. And obviously the addition to the team right there would be great. All right, it's uh, it's Gabe Ramirez. It's Anthony Heron. On the other side, C.J. Stroud uh, was being interviewed and had an interesting interaction surrounding the Bears, the number one pick, and what they should do. We know what he said last year. He said they should stick with Justin Fields. What did he say this year? And what, did the t- what was the tone? We'll play that on the other side. It's Gabe. It's Ant. 
It's Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.